0: All right, here we go. All right, welcome to Breaking the Panel, oh, where we God. talk about all the awesome stuff, and then also Chris Wisdom, who sucks. Uh, so, i the Rock God of Podcasting, Charles McFall. Uh, riding shotgun is Paul of House Clots. Yo, what up? And, you know what, is that going to change in a year? Is it going to be... Uh, how Schmid? Is that how that's gonna work? No, no. Okay, just checking. And uh, Phil, Phil, just, just, you know, he couldn't be bothered to be here. He, he's him and Dennis. They're just deciding not to stream. They're not going to show up for work. It's okay. It's fine. But Chris Wisdom flying in from the desert. You see, he's got his desert fatigues on and everything. He's here tonight, just because <laughs> we have to, to have fair. some kind of representation.
1: <laughs> to be fair.
2: To be fair still logged on and saw Charles was on and said, I don't have time for this. <laughs> it's an acceptable
0: reaction, I feel. You know, I, I cannot argue with that. It's all right. We are proud members of Giant Size Team Up Network. It's gsu.net. You can find us and all the awesome shows on the network over at gsu.net. It's great stuff. And uh, we got a lot of cool news to talk about tonight. Uh, we're going to talk some Joker stuff, and I'm going to let Paul run with that in a second because I love the memes. I love the memes that have been going around about the, the movie. The best one I saw today was the BTS-style animation with Joker. It has it side-by-side side with the poster with the pose on the stairs, and it says Mark Hamill and the Joker. Like, it's just cool. It was cool, but the best one so far has been, you know, oh the media said the Joker's don't inspire people to do things, and it's just a dozen pictures of people on stairs dancing. You like the Joker? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what it did? It inspired people to do some fun little things and, and put it on the web, and it's cool. But uh, this headline, or the, well, really, this top—it's not really headlines. A couple of headlines that we're pulling from here, but. But, Paul, I think you actually stacked this whole entire episode, I believe. So I'll just keep throwing it to you there. Yeah,
1: I might have populated most of this. Chris yeah. brought something. Uh, yeah, so uh, if you've been following the Joker at all, the, the big headline has been, uh, well, first of all, extraordinarily low-budget film for what it is. And it's looking like it, it could break a billion worldwide.
0: Yeah, it's climbing uh, fast.
1: It's up. Uh, it's up over nine hundred million. It has it's given enough time. Beat him, Deadpool, get
0: there. for the best. Uh, the best or the most, uh, the profitable rated R film.
1: Yeah, and so to to go hand in hand with that, the thing about it is the Joker's profits are going to be on par with Avengers: Infinity War, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody anticipated Joker making that kind of money. Uh, not to say that we didn't think it could do well, just that it's like, it's not, not Marvel money. What? Yeah. Uh, and I guess now's a good time to, yeah.
0: so, to, you to know, mention
1: our special guest. I said, I said uh,
0: uh, Chris, you, you can now be dismissed. By law, we had to have representation. So I actually went and got a real podcaster. Jenna Garrett is joining <laughs> us at the table. Hi uh, guys. Hey Jenna. Hello oh, Jenna. Going? Hey. How you doing? Uh, you know we're
2: here with Charles, so that's <laughs> probably says all you need
0: to know. Gen- Indeed. Jenna, our newest addition to uh, Giant Size Team Up. Woo-hoo! And uh, Chris keeps getting this, this this wireless head headset crappy mic thing going bunker. on. She might be the newest member of breaking the panel. I'm just saying. <laughs> Keep your shit up. <laughs> so we just kicked it wow. off, Jenna. Thanks for jumping in and hanging out with us. Uh, but uh, Paul was just talking about how uh, Joker is, uh, yeah, it's making a lot of money, man. Yeah. So basically, great addition, Jenna. I'm glad you're here tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so
1: she, she's contributing
3: a like, Just walked
0: in the door. Her. I know. Uh, no, I am sorry. Uh, so all right, all right. Let's just, let's jump back into this. So um, yeah, I uh, think yeah, I was, it's got the top-rated to R film, right?
1: Yep, it's uh yeah, top rated R, um, but it, it's essentially it's pulling a Black Panther where like people didn't expect Black Panther to perform the way it did, uh, and so it's doing that again. Uh, one article I read though did mention that Warner Brothers probably could have made more money off of this film, except that they uh, financed it by trading some of the back end on it. Uh, Uh for for Mm. some of the production financing and now they're going to end up paying out a huge chunk of these massive profits and I imagine any any company or individuals who are like yeah yeah I'll take a few you know base points on the back are now like I am so glad I invested in this film
2: Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> meanwhile disney's like ha yeah enjoy the money enjoy the profits guys <laughs> <They> <laughs> yeah, go yeah. Away. Uh, we made our profits go away with advertising budgets overseas advertising budgets. <laughs> <laughs> this, movie made, this movie made about five bucks so it's yeah. still a net
0: loss.
1: well they're also looking at warner brothers being like
2: eh, you know one out of a
1: couple dozen ain't bad enjoy some profits <laughs> for what's guys
0: you know i would not be surprised if some Third level subsidiary of Disney is actually one of the back end investors of this movie because that's how companies do sometimes, you know, they'll invest in each other's companies to buy as well make money if you're going to lose the competition, you know.
1: Uh Uh,
0: But yeah, we're at 856 million, man, and uh, running strong, it's going on a 55
2: million dollar budget. And I I would be curious as to what their advertising budget looked like because it wasn't. It wasn't crazy. There wasn't a big blitz. A lot of it was word of mouth. Pretty small advertising. Um, I'm sure. I bet you the rule of thumb was it's, it's typically what about two to three times production budget. I bet. I bet it was probably still twice. I don't know that it would have gone three times, but I think there was enough out there that you'd probably a hundred million was spent on advertising.
1: I would, I would assume
2: money. that.
1: Well, so this this uh, slash film article puts the budget at around 70 million and I, I, have heard production budget of as low as 30 something million. So I'm wondering if that 70 million isn't with advertising included.
2: That's a really small budget. And I would think, because I mean, it's not like I didn't see advertising on network yeah. television and all, but I mean, I don't know what YouTube advertising is like. Cause I know that's where I saw a lot of Joker ads was on YouTube mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't
1: know. Uh, the interesting thing, I don't remember if we talked about this. It was something that I was looking at a couple of weeks ago, but I don't think we got to it. Uh, Jared Leto apparently was trying to flex his clout and get this project killed in its infancy.
2: <laughs> and
1: obviously that didn't work out.
2: Yeah. And
1: and so this, this movie being a smash success has to be major salt in the wound for him. Because uh, he's still apparently super salty about... Suicide squad.
2: Well, that and the whole pre Fontaine thing, like he's like, can I, can I get a movie for myself that somebody yeah. else doesn't make another <laughs> version of within two years? Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: man. Uh, but also to go along with this in a more culturally significant fashion, uh, the iconic face paint of the Joker from this film has been showing up in the various protests and demonstrations around the world uh apparently it's been showing up in beirut uh it's been showing up in hong kong which we talked about recently in regards to blizzard uh the the hong kong protests uh chile lebanon iraq it's people are grabbing the uh the iconography if you will of the joker and kind of the message i i think it's kind of a flawed message but I could see how foreign markets would like interpret the film differently and not get all the subtext. You know that it like it's he's not meant to be a hero. Uh, yeah. it's, it's something of a cautionary tale. But uh, yeah, it's there's pictures from all over the world from recent protests where the face paint's showing up. People are using graffiti as well and holding up signs and stuff. Uh, like one of them was uh, they actually had face painting stations in Beirut. Uh, where they're painting a whole bunch of people's faces like that. I think that's insane. Uh, not, and I don't mean insane. I'm not passing judgment. I just think it's crazy that this film comes out and, like, you know, there's probably some protests going on somewhere in some corner of the world at any given time, but it's a pretty tumultuous time at the moment. There's a lot of conflict going, and it's popping up in the heart of these conflicts. What do you guys, you know, take from that?
0: Burn the world. Let's do it,
1: <laughs> Charles. <laughs> whoa, slow down, Galactus.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, that's I, and I think that's that's a valid concern. Where it's you know the Joker's the iconography that you're grabbing. Um, it's not a, it's not wholly different than the Guy Foxes you've seen since Leave for Vendetta came out mm-hmm. or, or references, um, but. It's it's also not dissimilar to my brothers and sisters in arms, as well as on you know behind the shield, grabbing onto that Punisher logo, not fully comprehending what it means to to completely back that that iconography as a law let's, enforcement or military.
0: Let's Charles. It just kind of goes to sometimes things become bigger. It, it boils down to our art is in the eyes of the beholder. Right, sometimes things become bigger than they are, and we know the story behind Joker. We know the comic history. We know a lot of the other stuff there. We know the subtext in the film itself, and we discuss that here on the show uh, that night uh, when we did the review. But what some other people may not get is what they put, what you put into a movie is what you get out of it, and they're seeing that it was somebody who was beat down. Right, I mean yeah. that was a definitely an obvious theme in the film, and he was. He, and he rose up and he resisted. And if you take the subtext away from it, the, the police doing whatever they're doing, the, the has versus the have. Well, no, it really was has versus have nots. Right. So you yeah. identify with the, the people in the street during the film. If you think about it, they roughly did nothing wrong. You hear stories. You hear the blips around the helm, but they, and those kids attack him at the beginning, but that's it. So the, what they're doing is I think they're identifying with, I'm that person in the street, and the haves are, are pushing me down, and he stood up against the haves, not understanding what we see about it. I don't think they're celebrating the Joker as a hero. They're taking this icon but that's, and writing that's, it the up. The
2: problem is because they've chosen to use that as their symbol without completely understanding the entirety of the message that goes along with that symbol, that face. And you know for me like the one thing that I've never been able to get away from with, with this version of the Joker is from day 1 that I saw that face paint makeup all I can think of is Pogo the Clown and that's John Wayne Gacy's clown. So for me it's it's extra it's it's extra bad when you see this and you see this showing up around the world and people
0: are like oh look at me i'm john wayne fucking gacy let me eat some children after i do things oh boy uh, <laughs> you know we'll goes to okay you go to the swastika the swastika is actually based off a hindu symbol for peace and one man took it and changed the meaning forever and that is <clears> such <throat> a burned in meaning that's worldwide understood that is not a good symbol but before that yeah somebody came across and didn't know what it was oh that's an interesting symbol you know and or if you did your research you know and i think i don't know that that is all that bad that they're taking the joker and doing it because the intent behind it is not again with law enforcement i'm with you chris i see that on the side of a cop car and i went you know i love the punisher but i'd never argue with phil that he's a murderer i just think he murders the right people there's a whole difference there but you're a police officer it's not quite you know what you want what do you think jenna
3: yeah I think ultimately uh, symbols have no power until we give it to them. So it's it's like the whole, like the Rorschach masks in the new Watchmen. Have you guys watched any of that yet?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Rorschach didn't stand for any of that in the comics. He, he didn't stand for any sort of racial supremacy. He stood for good versus evil. That was it.
0: We so have they took... that queued up for later, I think.
3: Oh, oops, oops i
0: wait. No, I guess we didn't. I don't see it. It didn't quite make the cut. So, all right. Carry so we were on. talking about it pre-show, but yeah, we didn't we were. talk about it. We didn't right. put it in the-
3: yeah, so I, I do think it's really interesting how we take these symbols and attach like, our assumptions to them based on what other people have put behind them.
1: It's also interesting how quickly the cultural wind can shift on you. Uh, so, like, let's take, for example, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh is banned in China, mainland China, and it's used as a symbol of protest in Hong Kong, Taiwan, because
0: the president the of China jacket.
1: got a bee in his bonnet at some point because people were implying that he looked like Winnie the Pooh.
0: Oh, they were not implying. There were memes everywhere no, making him yeah. look like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and so,
1: like, and that so suddenly, this you know unassuming cartoon bear. It, it is a symbol of protest against you know a dictator essentially you know is somebody that a lot of people are pissed off at similarly you know it, it happens uh, pepe the frog used to just be a meme on the internet but has been subverted by alt-right you know fringe elements on the internet to be a sign of hate like it's it's a it's a dog whistle it's a, it we talked about you know Before on this show, the the okay's you know, I can't
2: play the circle game anymore. I cannot play the circle game (laughs) anymore.
1: So bad, (laughs)
0: right, Right. (laughs) Jenna? And
1: and 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 that's another example of something that, like, to ninety percent of the population, at least here in the United States, the okay gesture still means okay. But to a certain subgroup, it's a dog whistle of white supremacy and to another certain group of people who actually like read articles on the internet or bump into this stuff they're like oh that might be a symbol implying white supremacy so it, it, it definitely muddies the waters pretty quickly and I think that's the thing about like the Joker is like using the Joker iconography as your protest certainly muddies the wadi- waters pretty quickly but to what you were saying earlier Charles about it, you know I think they are identifying with the haves are stomping on the have nots and that's what they're clinging to here is that it's sometimes it's time for the people to rise up and, and make themselves heard. Yeah. And it's, I just think it's crazy that one, this film is doing as well as it is and it's a great thing, but also that suddenly it's a bit of a cultural icon.
2: Yeah. Well, then, So when, when, not wouldn't it be the culturally responsible thing of Mel Brooks, then, to go ahead and, and re-release Men in Tights in theaters? Because then you can have that have versus have <laughs> not argument, and you've got little green hats and tights. Your, your, your cultural symbol yeah. for change and, and fight the man.
1: Oh, But, I mean, didn't they just make another Robin Hood movie? Didn't that do a good job? Oh, crap. Yeah. Nobody, I haven't absolutely. seen it yet. I want to see it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It came out when Movie <laughs> Pass was screwing me over. I couldn't go. Charles, it.
1: nobody wants to see that because I
0: want to see it. It's got uh, no, it's
2: got Taron Egerton in it, though. There you go,
0: and Jamie Foxx.
2: Well, on um, Charles, I'm sure Movie Pass took your money this month, so go see it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've been <laughs> off of that for a hot minute. Um, I man. am Complete <laughs> out of money. Uh, speaking of taking your money and running away, uh, so we got a shitty end to Game of Thrones because you know Star Wars backed up all galaxy load of money and then that's gone sideways, hasn't it, Paul?
1: Uh, yeah, I kind of wish Philip was here for this. Yeah. Uh So as we <laughs> Sorry, <talk Jenna>. about... <laughs> no, no. no, no. I, am, I am delighted. Yeah. To be, to be clear, I'm we delighted know. that we've replaced Philip with Jenna for the evening. Aww. However getting to dump on Weiss and Benioff and talk about Game of Thrones is my favorite jam with Philip because we are both on the same page and Chris too. Uh, but yeah, so basically we talked about this earlier in the year. Uh, the last season of Game of Thrones was not well received. And it, the prevailing theory for a lot of folks is that the Weiss and Benioff kind of phoned in the writing and wrap things up quickly because they had ambitions to move on to a new project. Uh, one, probably a bit of fatigue. They've been working on this project for the better part of a decade, and it is—if you watch the behind-the-scenes production for the last season, uh, the the what they released—it's a monumental task. Like, what they were doing with Game of Thrones, what they were filming, uh, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff had production crew talking about how they were trying to produce, you know, f- feature film-level pro- production quality and scope, but for a multi-episode television program, and it is not something that is done for television programs. Like HBO,
0: it it's not TV. That's the whole it, slogan. Well,
1: yeah. Uh, so basically the expectations were well beyond what almost any other television production has ever been capable of. And they pulled it off. And it, it's actually to speak to that, it's a real damn shame that this season wasn't better received because those people worked really, really freaking hard. And like a, a that behind the scenes is worth a watch. If you were a fan of game of Thrones at all, because it shows how much blood, sweat and tears and sacrifice that, the, the cast and crew and production teams put into Game of Thrones. But that also amplifies how monumentally shitty it was for Weiss and Benioff to phone it in so that they could move on and do another project. So they'd been uh, contracted for a while with Disney to do a trilogy in the future for Star Wars. Uh, The rumor that was floating around but was unconfirmed was that it was probably going to be Old Republic era. Uh, So they were going to go way, way, way back in the galaxy far, far away. And uh, back in August, they signed a deal with Netflix, a multi-million dollar uh, production deal to do something with Netflix. And then a week ago, Disney announced their upcoming feature film release schedule for Star Wars related stuff. And a couple days later, they also announced that Weiss and Benioff are no longer doing their trilogy <laughs> for Star Wars.
2: Whomp, whomp. And yet, yeah, what was their? Do you know what their contract was with uh, with Netflix? What the dollar total was?
1: I don't. I don't have it on hand at the moment, but I know it's it's a multi million dollar contract. Like they're they're getting paid handsomely to produce with Netflix. Okay. So to that effect. The prevailing theory here is that Disney has probably had them off this project for a while, but they let them save face, you know, because we know, uh, particularly with the James Gunn thing, Disney Disney fired Gunn because drama was brought up about the prior tweets, mm-hmm. and then based on the way Gunn responded, they decided to hire him back within a couple of weeks, but they waited months to announce it. So I think we have an indication that Disney likes to play things close to the chest and they seem to care about the way things are perceived by the public in regards to the people that they're working with. So I feel that that this theory has some merit to it, that after the fallout from this last season of game of Thrones, I'm I'm betting people at Disney were kind of like, I don't know, maybe this was a mistake on the back of the fact that solo was a huge flop uh, that the, last Jedi has been so controversial and divisive and that basically star Wars is in a real, it's still successful, but it's in an awkward little bit sketchy place.
0: So, hey, you know, <laughs> I think they made the mistake. Uh, just, just hiring all those females. We should have just kept it. The bikinis has been done. Oh right? boy. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've pandered to our bro tears audience and uh, Patreon.com. <laughs> Side so breaking the panel. Now we'll actually talk what we really if think about you it.
1: You too hate women and
0: people of <laughs> color uh, uh, Disney's been weird. Disney's been weird the last three or four years, you know, hiring this person, firing that one. I mean, they, they got the, the Batman Lego directors to start on solo. That just felt like a weird fit. And then it didn't work out, and you got Ron Howard to finish it up. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and solo. Know, to be man. fair, we've
1: talked about this before. Solo is not a bad film. No, it's, it's it is a flawed film, and it is also a film that you can you can see the suture marks of two different creative directions being involved. You know, you can definitely see where things were stitched together and uh, and fixed up.
2: I don't know. When, Jen, you in get? reality, what would have fixed that movie was to let Lucas have have a big piece of that and say, "Hey, you know that new Indiana Jones movie you wanted to do? Do it in space." <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what he is. So,
1: yep. so you you, you get the crystal skulls yeah. and you put them in the Millennium Falcon.
2: At least it makes with, sense. Oh, really. shoot me now. And then you just
1: fly <laughs> no. it directly into the no, sun, no.
0: smuggling so, yeah. snakes. Yeah, you
3: fuck yeah. up the castle run real hard. Into that big giant monster thing.
0: <laughs>
1: I gotta Did you say, see
3: what Kathleen Kennedy said about the Benioff and Weiss thing?
1: No. no. What she, she,
3: she said, we hope to include them in the journey forward when they're able to step away from their busy schedule and focus on Star Wars. So that feels like shade a little bit. A it's little
0: like, bit, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, you never know who, who wrangled this deal and how much was paid to get out of it on one end or the other. Because once you've announced, I mean, you've signed a whole bunch of paperwork, right? And yeah. so there's money that's already been transitioned up front. I wonder if they didn't use some Netflix money to buy themselves out of the contract or if Disney paid them off to leave. But with that statement, it kind of feels like they kind of flip-flopped on they some things. Something. Yeah, Yeah,
2: that the exit was theirs. No, and I, I mean, the reason I was asking about their, their end is because I wonder – I wonder how you feel when you're like, oh man, so we lost our Disney contract and we're gonna go to this Netflix contract, which multi-million dollar I, I would really like to see it considering that JJ signed, you know, a two hundred fifty million dollar deal for him and his production company as, you know, one name, essentially, with, with HBO Max. And you know that if he wants to go do stuff with Disney, there's probably not gonna be any problem with that. He's yeah. gonna have his he's gonna have his projects with HBO Max, but if he wants to step back and go to Disney, these I mean these are two big names and they're probably I, their contract was probably less than two hundred fifty million. Uh
1: yeah, it's I've seen uh, I want to say I saw a number over a hundred million, but I don't think it was as big as JJ's. But the other thing about it is, to, and to keep, something to keep in mind, they're writing partners, so mm-hmm. they're a package deal. You know, right, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna get both of them. Um, I so. The other thing that kind of adds a little bit of context to this, too, is Weiss and Benioff were at the Austin Film Festival over the weekend, and they did a panel. Now, what's important about this is they skipped San Diego Comic-Con. They were like, yeah, no, (laughs) we're not going to step out in front of the firing squad.
2: Oh, the shame! Shame! People would have been gone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, so shit. they 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 bailed on yeah. Comic Con, and and a lot of Game of Thrones fans were like, "That is some pretty low, cowardly shit." Like, you you know what? This is what you you made this bed. Sleep in it, mm-hmm. on stage in front of millions of people. Please <laughs> hurry up. Uh, but so they they did a Q and A panel uh, this weekend. <laughs> at Austin Film Festival. And just to run through some of the stuff, uh, 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 this is some tweets from someone who was there, live tweets. Uh, They're describing their pitch. This is in reference to Game of Thrones and how nervous they were. Uh, They pitched to Carolyn Strauss, who has a reputation of being tough, and they were uh, very nervous because of how bad they wanted it. Uh, Further details go on. Apparently, they pitched it as they were going to try to strip the fantasy elements out and that they specifically their words wanted to try to appeal to pro football players and and
0: moms and stuff are we still talking about star wars
1: no we're talking about game of thrones
0: okay still so this, are this we still talking them, about game of thrones
1: well but that, i mean that yeah so this is them talking about like how they na- how they got the contract with hbo to do
0: originally
1: to, to, to get the actually let me rephrase that Weiss and Benioff had the rights to develop the Game of Thrones show and they were pitching to HBO to get HBO to do it. So they they were the rights holders. They were coming to HBO. They needed somebody who was going to follow through on that. <laughs>
0: There's Weiss and Benny Hoff for a statement right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's fine. Dude. But
1: the reason why this is relevant is because, and I'm just going to co- paraphrase from here. I'm not going to get direct quotes, but basically they talked about how they were trying to strip out the fantasy elements. Uh, they didn't feel that committed to the source material. Um, <laughs> Chris is just grabbing his face right now. Yeah. For the folks at home. Uh, it, 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 they, they, and they wanted to appeal to, like, pro football players and soccer moms and, like, like just complete, like, just shotgun blast to their own face. Because it, it was very clear that they had no, like, this was just lucky. It was lucky that they secured the deal. It was lucky that the first six seasons went as good as they did. And I honestly think they have they owe a lot to the pre- people that they surrounded themselves with that that saved their asses time and time again, but they clearly had no distinct vision for where they were going to go by the end of it, and they basically didn't care. like they they specifically did not want to appeal to the typical fantasy fan.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> and, and, and meanwhile, ten plus years later, Chrysler comes out with a Pacifica that. But- Appeals to both soccer moms and football fans. It's <laughs> badass. <just> <laughs> uh, I mean, think it, it should have been
0: to them. It, it could be argued uh, there for Game of Thrones that uh, for a while I think the world even believed that next book was coming. You know, he, he said mm. that next book was coming. Even you know after oh look, first season's doing well, second season. I'm going to have that book ready. Right. And so maybe they didn't need a end both goal ends. in mind. The
1: last book, Dance of Dragons, did come out after the show had started.
0: There's supposed to be one more in there. Yeah, well, I mean, that book's never coming
1: out. Yeah, no, it's never coming out. The the sixth book doesn't exist, okay? (laughs) Like, let's be real. Uh, It's, yeah, no. And and that's that's another thing is they somehow convinced George R. R. Martin that they would be good stewards for his baby. Yeah. And they, they're like, they literally said this this week, and they're like, we don't know how we convinced him. We don't know why he put his faith in us. And I'm just yeah. like...
0: And that show, well, why, it shows you craftsmen versus masters you, of their craft.
1: Why would you say this publicly? Like, I was just like, yeah. why would you say this publicly? And they said this, and then the Disney news comes out this week, and it's like, they had to know. Yeah. It, I mean, there's no way... That you would admit that publicly when you're being handed. Okay, so you got the keys to the kingdom for a really popular fantasy book series, and you completely miss the, you know, the whole purpose of developing that. You get handed the keys to the kingdom for a sci-fi property of you know like similar cultural significance. Well, more,
0: more. more that's sig- the scary part, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And. Nobody who's a hardcore or even casual Star Wars fan wants to hear that the two idiots that got Game of Thrones who didn't care about the source material at all are going to get the keys to the kingdom for Star Wars. The biggest gripe everybody has is that whoever's making Star Wars now doesn't seem to have their thumb on the pulse of what's going on. So I, it's just when I read that, because I read about what they said over the weekend and I was like, <laughs>
0: oh
1: boy! Oh boy! And then a couple of days later, we get the news that they they've exited, and I was like, I literally fist pumped. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes.
2: um so they probably their Star Wars pitch was to unironically go to Kathleen Kennedy and say, you know what? We we think that the Star Wars
0: needs more would be best
2: represented, represented by a rosencrantz and Gildenstern take yes! on the Old <laughs> Re- on, on on the older public. And it was completely unironic because they had no clue that Tag and Think exists. Oh, and my God. That and
0: genius. that's when they were like,
2: you guys uh, are idiots.
0: Who would have thought Chris Wisdom would come up with a Rosencrantz and Guildenstein reference? Stern. Stern. Same difference. Cool. You Shut you, up. <laughs> that's close enough. <laughs> he said it. I'm, I'm so amazed he said it. Uh, but then that's that's arguable, right? Is that. Did they approach Disney? Did Disney approach them? And at some point, maybe they did approach. Maybe they're similar to me. where like, I'll just swing for the fence and see what I can get. And at some point, you're Star Wars is such a heavy property because I don't know in the movie theaters that anybody's going to do right anymore i mean it's just those but, three are those, those three are almost a religion right in fandom now tv shows animation they get a fair shot it seems like books get a fair shot but the movies just it's it's weird how much that is a hard road to hoe and until somebody breaks that maybe they got maybe they went after it maybe they got and then went holy crap we just bit off way more than we can chew. How do we get out of this successfully? Hey, we don't know why. I mean, I know I'm with you because they already knew that they were getting fired or left or whatever. But hey, we don't know why George R. R. Martin trusted us. We're idiots. <laughs> oh, what? Disney fired us? Who knew? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so
2: Mandalorian's getting some pretty high praise before coming out. Um, but I mean, it doesn't, all you have to do is look back to the first couple of showings of the first few episodes of not only clone wars um but of uh, uh, r- r- uh rebels mm-hmm. and and you'll realize how unfairly those those were treated out of the gate now to me like i can go back and i can watch uh first season of Reb- of uh, clone wars and i can i can objectively sit back and go like oh yes now i'm reminded of why i didn't like it at the beginning mm-hmm. the nice thing about clone wars is it grew and it grew quickly yeah. And and it, it matured very quickly, and that carried through into Rebels, and that was why I didn't understand a lot of the hate that Rebels got before it premiered. Um, I know a lot of it had to do with the art, the departure in the art style. Um, there wasn't a lot of continuity there. My big gripe with the art style in Rebels has always been they went too they went too far to. Um, and I'm blanking on words and names tonight. Uh, tonight, the artist. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty normal. It happens. Now, the uh, the guy that did all the art for Star Wars, um, Bob Ross, uh,
1: McQuarrie,
2: right? Yeah, McQuarrie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like it was little too it was little too beholden to that. You go back to thin lightsabers. You, you're going to bring me what a Wookiee was supposed to look like and present it as a new race. And then, I mean, there's there's follow through even today. In this new uh, in the new movie because you look at palpatine's throne and that's exactly what McQuarrie put on on the page and mm-hmm. to me it's kind of a like it's okay i don't necessarily disagree with it but there's a reason that those were rough sketches That there's a reason why there those were elements that that informed later decisions so you don't necessarily need to go back to that and, and introduce it like i am happy with it and the art books that i have and say like, oh this is where it came from this is what it became i don't know that there's a reason to actually, you know make all of that canon um so i can look at i can look at rebels and remember why i had what issues i had with it but story-wise i never had issues with it Uh, mandalorian you're getting a lot of uh, gravitas uh, because of the director um favreau can do no wrong at this point in his career Um, i think for the movies the, the key element that they're missing, um, and we talked about it before the show, is Kathleen and Lucas, Lucasfilm are going after up-and-coming directors, you know, the new IT guys. And they're like, hey, let's see your take on it. And the original take on Star Wars was always one guy, and this is his life. Like, this is what he does is hmm. Star Wars. So I don't necessarily know that it's fair to turn that property over to somebody that's going to make it big doing this other thing and then bring their vision in and expect them to have the same success. You know, especially knowing that they're going to be off to another project later. Because you look at you look at George Lucas, and it's what Indiana Jones and Star Wars is the main thing, unless you want to talk American graffiti. But those are the two big things that Nobody the man's known. To talk for. Oh, I love talking American uh, graffiti. Oh, I
1: love talking American graffiti. I
0: enjoyed that film.
1: <laughs> Jenna, how about you? You got any strong feelings about all this?
3: Um, only about like. Weiss and Benioff, I they they may not have wanted to adapt the original source material to begin with, but they did a great job of it at first. Mm-hmm. Until they didn't have source material to adapt, so mm-hmm. I would trust them to like adapt another adapt a Star Wars book. Yeah, sort of, sort of trust them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't really know. That's,
1: I think. Hmm. So I think a couple of things are going on right now. I think we Disney is reassessing their strategy because one of the things we know is we have the upcoming uh Obi-Wan project. That was originally gonna be a film, it they pivoted into a series. I think that's the right play. Yeah. I think that Disney's realizing that maybe trying to do these big tent hole tent tent hole tent pole. <laughs>
0: well disney's definitely dug a hole with their yeah
1: these tentpole pictures every year on top of everything that they're doing with marvel and everything else that's out there is probably a mistake and i think that's the i just i genuinely think that maybe it's time to just cool it on trying to pump out star wars movies every couple years and slow down slower roll because arguably the best stuff that's been done in the last 20 years for star wars has been television shows because Clone War, well, Clone Wars got there eventually. Rebels got there. You know what I mean. So, like, it, there's been some quality there, and it looks like Mandalorian could could be something exceptional. Uh, that said, I did love Rogue One, and um, I think if that had been done as a miniseries, it could have maybe even been a little bit better. But it was perfectly fine the way it came out. Um, but I think Disney is really reassessing their strategy. I think they need to find someone like what Weiss and Benioff were for Game of Thrones. They need someone who's willing to say, I'm going to carve off the next five, six years for you. So you're going to put me on contract, you know, and I'm going to come. You're going to pull a Peter Jackson with Lord of the Rings. You know, I'm going to come in with my production team. I'm going to focus on this and only this this is the only thing we're going to work on and we're going to just make sure we get this as right as humanly possible but i do think that the the big issue right now is nobody knows what direction to go with the franchise because the the efforts of these new films have fallen flat Uh, if they go back to the old republic how beholden are they going to be to say the 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 quote-unquote canon from the video games you know the the Kotor, uh, Kotor two. Oh,
0: I'd uh, love to see Su- a Kotor movie.
1: The Swtor MMO, like are we are they going to use all of that canon? Because there's some good stories there. EA did a fairly good job with it, sort of. Because <laughs> uh, they they really dropped the ball overall with um, the MMO, but there's some good story elements there, like the Darth Revan stuff for anybody who knows what I'm talking about, they're probably nodding their head right now. Like if that was done right as a television show or some films, it could be, it could be pretty dope. Uh, So I think they're really reassessing and I think that's the right play. And I think they need to slow down. I think a lot is going to hinge on the Mandalorian. Well,
2: and I think, I don't know that they're going to necessarily look at it in the context of slowing down, but they own the movie theater. The next Mm -hmm. battle, the next battlefield is streaming. And they have got some competition to stomp out, and they're yeah. they're that's what they're gearing up to do. Believe, you can uh, see with they've yeah, so got the
1: full broadsides right now. With, <laughs> exactly.
2: So I mean, it's we, we hear about the shows that are in development for other streaming services, but the ones that that Disney and you know by extension of Marvel and what what they have to offer and what's about to come out, there's not a lot of competition that's going to happen there now. The people over at Pirate Bay, they're going to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be happy. (laughs)
1: Uh, The other thing to keep in mind in regards to Star Wars is, is we just also recently got news that Kevin Feige is supposedly looking at working on some Star Wars stuff, too. Now, he's also suddenly the creative director at Marvel as a whole you know, not just the, the films, but like as, as Marvel as an entire company. So I don't know if that, like, I, I don't I, d- does Did he clone himself? Is he Palpatine? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I need to understand, because like this dude does way more work than is humanly possible because he's, he's got his finger in way too many jars. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if he's going to come in and maybe help write the ship, for Star Wars, that could be potentially really promising. He might not be helming a film or a series or anything like that, but he might be like, hey, this is the strategies we've employed with the MCU. This is what you should probably try to do with Star Wars. You know, here's some basic framework that could be really beneficial. Uh, And also that makes me wonder if because he's taking over, over at Marvel and Marvel's been doing some pretty successful comic books, Star Wars comic books lately, Maybe that has something to do with each other. So maybe that's the direction they're heading in, tapping into that material.
0: Yeah. And, that, and that is the question. I mean, we're, we're focusing on Weiss and Benoff, but the real question is who's next? Mm-hmm. Where are they going to go? Are they going to see how the film does in December? And oh, sure. And then, then maybe, just like we saw with Solo, where it just didn't do as well, all of a sudden they shifted hard and fast. And, and it went from, we're putting out these movies twice a year, to, oh, we're going to roll that back. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, how about though, Paul, how about we get, uh, Amy Sherman Pallad- Palladino to come in and do, uh, Jedi girls. That would be, that'd be a series I'd watch, you know, just, <laughs> 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 He's his face. uh, Melissa McCarthy returns as a, a, a chef to the stars, as it were, you know, galaxy Stop stars it. and <laughs> uh,
1: Jenna, you look like you had something to say a second ago.
3: Okay. Kevin Feige did like a Doctor Aphra series. That would, that would just be my fucking jam.
2: Yeah, Aphra's <laughs> pretty sweet. Yeah, and her uh, her murder droids. Yes. Yes. bt and Triple Zero
3: are the best fucking droids
2: ever. Whoa, 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 whoa young lady!
3: Look, it,
2: they it, love it, stabbing it,
3: people it, it, and poisoning. It,
2: it, HK forty HK- seven and HK fifty one. Let's settle down. With, let's settle down with bold claims, <laughs> okay? Like they're okay for you youngsters. But-
1: Youngsters,
2: <laughs> I, uh, I have
1: not heard a single IG88 oh, mentioned in this conversation.
2: Because IG88 is pale in comparison to my favorite Hundred Killers, <laughs> <laughs> the Punisher. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. no. no, no. We're, <laughs> t- we're talking <laughs> assassin droids. Sit down.
2: You are, are speaking a language I don't
0: understand at this You're time. Out of your depth. <laughs> I need to hit the SAP button to understand what's so going we, on we are, right now.
2: We are at a third grade level now, Charles. You can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you gotta get yourself a beta fish my boy <laughs> anyways
0: i'm assuming that meant something to somebody somewhere but i am totally lost when jenna took over the conversation there I, I just I, okay.
1: <laughs> so we're just talking about it's, it's cool droids that murder yeah uh, hey, i saw sex loving
0: robot. robots i still don't know what you're talking about uh but chris and i got some good news today Uh, HBO Max uh, where we got some new information on it and and Chris I'm sure you're going to talk about other things beyond this but it has been confirmed that not only will AT&T customers get HBO Max for free current HBO uh, and HBO Go subscribers will also be upgraded to the HBO Max uh, when it drops yeah I'm very happy too Jenna because I was like I don't want to pay extra
2: exactly
0: (laughs) you know um So what else, Chris? What else in these articles jumped out at you? You want to bring?
2: So they they did push back the date. Um, I know original talks were January 2020 was when it was supposed to launch. and pushed all the way back to May. I kind of looked forward in the calendar to see what was coming in May to see if there would be a reason that you would start at the mo- beginning of the summer movie cycle. Black Widow is the only thing competition-wise that I could see they would try to put a, a few holes in. Um, uh, Oddly enough, there's a new take on Scooby-Doo coming out in May of next year that if you... really, Yeah, and it is bizarre. I think it's going to be animated. Um, something about all heroes from all of time and space and leaning on Scooby-Doo to fight the organization
0: Scoob. I, I think... Uh, like, this is going to be a movie? An yeah, series? yeah. I, I, uh,
2: yeah, I was I think is one Matthew returning? as I was I reading it. the synopsis and I had to go away. from it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm going to walk
0: away. This is
2: <laughs> so I'm out. Unless um, the Winchesters are in it.
0: Yeah. yeah. See, and now, me. But now
2: we know they've got, they've got some real experience in bar fights. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, oh boy. Uh, but so they're, they're not backing off the $15 price point, um, which is fine. Again, I, I've for years I, I've I've been okay with paying 15 bucks for HBO. So if I'm going to get HBO plus more, I'm gonna get definitely okay with paying uh, 15 bucks. Um, you know, we, recently we just got news that Studio Ghibli is going to be streaming their movies on it. Oh um, no! You gotta then, you gotta
0: you gotta say the way it's written in the article. Is Studio <laughs> Ghibli representatives came out in Japan, I believe it was, and said, "Our movies will never." ever be on a streaming service and like a day later Warner Brothers went hey we've got the exclusive rights to put this on HBO Max uh-huh. yeah. I was like I'm glad it's on HBO Max but that was weird um, you'll run into
2: uh, you know they got the exclusive rights for streaming uh, Big Bang Theory and South Park um, they're going to have exclusive streaming rights as we've already discussed for Doctor Who for New Who
1: yes uh, <laughs> Yeah, they've
2: got uh, they've got series in development. So for me right now, the big the big question out there that hasn't been answered is what does this mean for DC Universe? Um, it, it's like they're purposely not answering this question or even taking the bait to these question to this question. But when I get the news that they're going to be working on a series for Green Lantern and it's not going to DC Universe, it's going to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to read between the lines. I'm like, there's only one reason you do that. You do that because it's going to be integrated into HBO Max, and I think it should. Yeah. Um, but we still haven't been getting confirmation on that, and I don't know if it's because they don't know how to integrate these two different types of services into one.
0: Or they might be kind of breaking it. The DC Universe Media will go into Max, and then we'll get a standalone, or then the DC Comics will go back to Comixology or something.
1: I suspect there might be two things at play here. This is, this is just me spitballing the first is I'm willing to bet that they have distribution contracts in place based on the current service that they had mm-hmm. set up and that they have to wait for those to either run their course or hit a, like a buyout period or something like that to do the roll in. And so they literally like, if that's the case, they just can't talk about it. Like mm-hmm. they can have plans in place, but they can't talk about any of it until they've reached a renewal period or something like that. Uh, the other thing uh, is they it's, from a financial perspective, it's in their best interest to try to keep as many people paying for the existing DC service as possible until this is up and running anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, And then hopefully slide them over. So I, I expect that if um, I think we'll see a roadmap update somewhere close to around the time that HBO max is ready to launch. That is either going to say, this is when we're going to roll in these DC features or, it's going to be a, now we're ready to tell you that all of this stuff is going to come. They're, they could also very well just be sitting on it and waiting for the time when they need the boost.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. that's the other thing. is like the These production companies now are very aware of how effective a big media boost is for them in getting people to sign up. And so, like, they're all jockeying with each other to try to find the perfect window, the perfect moment to announce a big thing that boosts the signal for their service. Uh, Disney Plus just did that a couple of weeks ago when they announced all the stuff that's coming out at launch. Like, that it was a huge signal boost for that. Because a mm. lot of people were like, yeah, I've got kids. I, it's $7 a month. I'm buying it. Like, it, it doesn't matter. I'm good. Right. And, and then they're like, oh, by the way. All of the back catalog for all of this stuff, all of this Fox stuff, all of the, you know, like literally hundreds of movies and TV shows that classics like childhood defining stuff for multiple generations are like, yeah, it's all there. And people went nuts for that. And that's all anybody could talk about for like a week. So I suspect that Warner Brothers is probably like, all right, well, we're probably going to need a signal boost down the road. So I think it's probably some combination of all those things
2: yeah which and i mean when they did when they did their launch or not their launch video when they did their uh, their trailer for hbo Plus, or hbo max i mean the dc logo floats in there and that was i mean as far when that uh, three or four months ago mm-hmm. when that that came out i mean so there's been speculation since then at this point as a customer i just want to know yeah. you know yeah. cuz i mean if i have to choose between watching new episodes of titan or cutting the budget until I know which way it's going, because I want to get the, the green lantern series for sure. And once, mm-hmm. you know, once the two systems integrate, I can catch up on Titans pretty easy. I'm going to drop the 7.99 99 straight, you know, DC and, and just go over there. Um, because again, like, yes, they have comics on there, but we've talked about the weakness of DC universe comics versus <laughs> Marvel unlimited. I'm waiting a year versus waiting six months over on the Marvel side, mm-hmm. which is, it's, that's kind of a big gap to be waiting on, on, on storyline. Um, but the, the big hole in, in their ship is, is it's a big uh, wizarding size hole. Um, because unfortunately before they made these moves, they sold the streaming rights to NBC universal, uh, for all of their Harry Potter stuff. Um, and so they won't get it until 2025. Meanwhile, the peacock is going to get fat for its first year or two of
0: existence
2: probably yeah, pretty heavily but on,
0: just like on a turkey you just fatten it up to eat it that's all they're doing exactly but the nbc will not be a player in this game it's just not gonna yeah, happen yeah. too
2: late uh, i think if they come in pretty low um they have just as good a shot as cbs like cbs came came early to the dance but they haven't they haven't done enough. Like it's too hard to do a streaming service and rely solely on, you know, new Trek, especially one that, that was so polarizing at the beginning and, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. in the first season. Um, and then now you're relying on Picard. And a lot of people are like, Oh man, I want to see Picard. But then there are yeah. plenty of people that are like, Oh man, I saw what you did to discovery at the beginning. I'm going to sit back a little bit on this Picard deal and see what, what kind of reviews it gets.
3: The discovery so
1: good.
2: Yeah. I, it got, it got really it good, got but good. man, if you, if you, if you didn't stick with it, and it, and it was only because of the way they hyped it and presented it. You know, again, if, yeah. you, tell, if, you, if you tell me that it's not going to take place in the Kelvin universe, don't present it like it uh, is like there's no other place for it to exist but the Kelvin universe. You know? I blame Brian Fuller.
3: <laughs> always. Up. Always blame <laughs> Brian Fuller.
2: Always. Just, uh, you know, just and saying.
1: There's, just saying. there's plenty of other good stuff shows. that it
2: can rely on, um, but it, it should be good. Um, We'll see. I just, I just want my DC Universe question answered.
0: But at this point, Chris, you don't have to cut it because you're now going to get yeah, HBO right, Max for free. Yet. And well, right. when it does come out? You, you're going to get it included in what you're already paying for. Um, so you, yeah, so no, uh,
2: right. So, so I'm already paying the fourteen ninety nine, but this would allow me to cut, you know, seven ninety nine out. well,
0: yeah, so if so so you know it's coming out. for sure, yeah.
1: Can you guys explain that? Uh, like, so for example, I'm an AT and T customer for my mm-hmm. wireless phone.
0: Mm-hmm. mm Hmm.
1: I'm going to get HBO Max for free. As part of you should of my be story. getting
3: HBO now for free.
1: Well, yeah, but I don't use it because you know. But I mean, like the, this full service that's going to be included in my.
2: That's what the for article the, says. For, the first, for, for one year, yep. When yeah. it once it's once it drops in May, you'll get it for for the first year for free. Yeah, that's pretty phenomenal and for a we'll, year. That's yeah. Yep.
0: we'll have to see with the HBO because that's my my sense always was, you're paying for HBO already. Why would I have to, so like when HBO Go came out, HBO Go is tied right to HBO. So if you have that subscription service, you get HBO Go. HBO Now is that standalone service that if you don't have HBO, that's the app. So there's a, two different apps, So they have the same content, the same look from what I understand. It's just two different login services, essentially. Uh, so I'm wondering after the first year how they're going to do HBO Max for the current HBO customers. Um, I would
1: suspect that HBO Go is probably going to get phased out eventually. Well, yeah, it should. And this I, should
0: replace it. I always that. thought
2: it should have. Yeah, I always thought it should have. Once once now became a thing because if you don't have a if you don't have a cable company, it's not like you're gonna it's not it's not like you're gonna plug your phone into the wall to get access to HBO through HBO Now, right? Right. Yeah. So you're, you're gonna stream it on your phone and maybe throw it to your smart TV or or, or an app on your television. You're gonna use that. That online. Well, oh, yeah, thing. like Roku's so got now it,
0: and Go. You just have to pick which no, one you right, log right. in with. Yeah. And,
2: it's, and it's ridiculous that they both exist the same way. Like what could they be doing with that capital by shifting, eliminating one? And That's got
0: to be that. a contractual thing as well. It's
1: almost like Warner Brothers really doesn't know how to walk around without shooting themselves in the foot all the time.
0: <laughs> they, they, they are absolutely 50 million ways to die in the desert or whatever they're that is.
1: The, they're that Eric Andre meme where you know, where he guns down yeah, yeah. it's just like it, it, why would you do this it's just like whack
0: whack now you uh, Chris I know you do read the digital comics and you've definitely voiced your complaints about how DC universe has worked uh Jenna you're a big comic book reader but do you do the digital and or the DC universe uh
3: I tried to do DC universe but it, it is difficult so I just get everything on Comicsology, but I have to say the time period for DC universe getting books is occasionally a lot fucking better than waiting for DC's trades.
2: Mm, yes, this is true. Yeah.
3: Cause that is the most infuriating thing in the world. Unless you start some kind of online campaign and they see it magically, then you won't get a trade for over a year.
2: No, it, you know, and sometimes though, when I look at what the, tra- the trades that people are asking for, like I saw one today, there was a, uh, a really awesome Steel cosplay that, that I saw online, and somebody's like, "Oh, this cosplay is awesome." Somebody needs to send this to Shack and say, "This is how it should have been done." And then somebody was like, "DC needs to release Steel trades," and I'm like, "You can literally go to a comic book store, get go into the back bins, and pay three percent of what you would pay if DC released a Steel trade paperback. Yeah, just buy the single issues and have
3: them. Yeah, like five cents at Second and Charles. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> they're
2: all in the same box. I, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I know comic shops in my area that do it by the pound when you're talking those '90s those '90s books. So.
0: <laughs> by the pound. I'm coming by the there. Pound. Wow. <laughs> there tomorrow. That's Ooh, crazy. Got the
3: vapors. It's fine. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, I I am I am excited about HBO Max and and to me HBO Max is being a little more clear about what they're doing now versus Disney because originally Disney came out and said they're will be a package where you get the Hulu and you get the Spotify. Da, 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 da. And I've been waiting to sign up because I didn't want to know how it's handled because I got Spotify premium. I've got Hulu premium. I don't need some basic ass package. I already have that through Spotify at a free basic Hulu account that I can't use. I can't even give it away. You know, so I, I was waiting. But I'm probably going to go ahead and pull the trigger. But Disney has changed their messaging ever since they made that announcement of the content to where you just go to their page and all this pushing is disney plus pixar plus star wars plus Nat Geo and there's one other nothing about packages nothing just buy this for three years at 60 dollars a year you know knock yourself out like, i don't want to because i want to know how the rest of my stuff is going to roll chris and i were talking about packaging it's like bundling is not a bad idea is bundling shit you don't want that's cable did wrong. You know, I don't give a shit about your phone or your cable TV, but I already have the stuff they're talking about bundling, except for ESPN and this, whatever. Talk to me, Disney. Why are we, why were you talking about that? And now you don't talk about that anymore. That's my um, frustration. Why do I got to
3: fuck with commercials?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daddy don't play with commercials. Not you know what, that. though?
2: The, the news that Disney does release it, it's a salve on all those wounds like between the mandalorian preview and the the new uh, jeff goldblum travel show that's going to be on on that oh my like God. my vesicles are empty and i See, don't know when to chris whiz is <laughs> just a
0: chris whiz is just a drug addict it's like i heard you did this to me oh you're gonna give me some more crack okay i'm good i'm good so just all right so
2: <laughs> my wife doesn't listen to the show so we don't have to worry about her finding out that i'm telling the story <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait should this be a story for the patron yes, in the middle yes. tell us more
2: about your vesicles, chris come on oh i'm about to so sure i to
0: see I, got, I,
2: see, I see the uh the ad pop up for this the jeff goldblum thing I, I can't remember where i saw it and i watched it and i was like oh my god this is amazing so you know i've been away from home for about two weeks so i i, I messenger my wife and i just sent her this message I, I was like are you wet right now
0: <laughs> chris oh chris I think I'm she gets, this. I just, Too much she information
2: gives, she, sends me this message back. she sends this message back She's like um, no Ellipses and then a question mark And I'm like would you like to be <laughs> Oh <my>
0: god <laughs> Christopher
2: <laughs> So she just, she just hits like another ellipses Like waiting to see where this is going And then I literally send her the link to this.
0: <laughs> I mean at least she knew what she was getting into When she married you <laughs> I cannot imagine. A, you're a different person now.
1: A uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum related fetish in your relationship that we should all know about?
2: It's Jeff Goldblum. I mean, come on. Well,
1: fair. <laughs> Does she did she watch a lot of Thor Ragnarok while you were deployed?
2: Uh, no, but she did. She did just have you know uh, a few good minutes of Jurassic Park just on repeat, and that's like her screensaver is laid out Jeff Goldblum.
0: On that note, I really need to take a break right now. So we're going to come back in just a minute. And after we come back, we've got some gaming news and some other stuff going on. Uh, So stick around.
1: Mike here, editor at large at the Giant Size Team-Up Network. Patreon.com slash breaking the panel. That's where you go to support the show. We know you like to listen in, but will you support? A lot of your fellow listeners do
2: and we deeply appreciate it all the way deep down in Phil's grinchy little heart. One of the perks you get by supporting us on Patreon is behind-the-scenes
1: access to the show every week. We record on average about a half hour before we start the show, then we record everything we talk about during the mid-show break and the post-show
0: wrap-up. And you know you want to be in on that. It gets weird sometimes. And the only place you get that kind of access is at patreon.com slash paddle. Support us if you can. Any amount is perfect. And
1: any minute now, we'll get back to the second half of the show. See ya!
0: All right, so we're back in, and a few things I want to address before we get on to the gaming stuff. We were talking about Spotify. We we're talking about stuff uh, in the Patreon break, so you can check that out. You get the. I'm gonna go see I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, he does that. Uh, but uh, you can check that out: Patreon.com/slash forward Breaking the Panel. Uh, you get the full video unedited and everything that we talk about in the breaks and so on and so forth. Uh, but if you have Spotify Premium right now, uh, they did this last year. They're doing it again this year. Thanks to Tony P. Henderson for telling me about it and hooking me up because uh, he knows I use the Spotify Premium. Uh, they are running a, a program that if you sign up for Spotify Premium, uh, you will either family or single, you'll get a free Google Home uh, speaker the Google Home Smart Speaker. It's not the newest one that's about to come out, so I guess Google's probably helping clear the shelves for that, whatever. Uh, But you don't have to sign up for anything new, because a lot of times these are, well, existing customers don't get it. Nope. You just go right to the page, and uh, it says, hey, sign up and get your Google Home. And you click it, and they ask you to sign in. I signed in, and immediately went, all right, fill out this information and get your speaker. And I actually got confirmation today that my speaker is shipped. So if you happen to have Spotify Premium or you were thinking about it, eh, get you a little smart speaker for free. I think mean, it's a $24, 30 speaker, whatever, but free is free, man. Uh, then the other thing is uh, you know, we got some feedback uh, recently about how the show going, and I heard a lot of blah, 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 blah. Mrs. Allen still listens, blah, blah, blah. So, hello, Mrs. Allen. It's been a while since i said hi to you. That's all I wanted to do.
1: Yeah, apparently the Allens don't appreciate my clickety-clacky, and on that note...
0: <laughs> i mean in, in, in all reality i i should be the godfather of their child i'm like the splinter to to uh, not yeah splintered is leonardo but you know i haven't got the official paperwork yet i'm just saying
1: tread carefully boy
0: i mean i'm the reason i'm the reason they met
1: don't don't make me know? call you despicable <laughs> couple
2: of uh, okay. speaking of the speaking of the allens i do need to thank our our australian friends because they did suggest this to me oh it's been a few months ago and i was talking about hey what kind of crap do you guys eat in australia besides you know vegemite and they were like oh you got to check this out and this out and i hadn't seen any of it in stores and my local stores started carrying tin tams <gasps> oh yeah that's good these are freaking amazing these are freaking amazing so uh, frank i know you're gonna listen and Ms. allen are gonna listen uh yeah thanks for you know making sure that america gets these as well like the royal you well maybe i shouldn't say that i know how you guys get felt. royal.
0: <laughs> we don't care. We kick our asses out, but. <laughs> uh so uh but thanks thanks for listening and feeding back and uh yeah that's really cool all right so paul you you brought a big, heavy back end for us. What All you right, got? well,
1: so this is actually a bunch of different gaming stuff that is kind of lumped together. Uh, some of it is a continuation of prior conversations we've had, but basically I lumped it together because I think... I think I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I think the gaming industry is in a rough spot right now going into this holiday season. Uh, the first story is we have confirmation that three significant veteran game developers at Blizzard left in the wake of canceled projects. Uh, the uh, former, uh, the first one is Dustin Browder, former director of Heroes of the Storm and lead designer of Starcraft 2. Eric Dodds, the former director of Hearthstone and Jason Chayes, former production director of Hearthstone, all left their positions when a StarCraft first-person shooter and a mobile game were scrapped. Uh, Blizzard wanted to channel those teams into development of the much-anticipated Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2, both of which are expected to be announced at this year's BlizzCon. So BlizzCon is this weekend. Uh, This is an exciting time to watch Blizzard because they have heaps of shit piled up against them this year Uh, earlier this year Activision Blizzard took a lot of heat for laying off over 300 employees and uh, then more recently we had the whole Blitzchung situation uh, where you know they banned the player for the speaking about the Hong Kong protests on their live stream Uh, There are apparently planned protests for BlizzCon this weekend. People people who are organizing it are saying they're still full steam ahead. They have every intention of showing up and making their distaste for Blizzard's recent actions known. You know
0: what would help with that? They went to tiny.cc slash capital GSTU and got a Blizzard Be Better shirt, Mm -hmm. which all the proceeds will go to the Hong Kong Association of Atlanta to support human rights. So. Yeah, you, know, you can check that out. Get it done. I think we have three different versions up there at this point uh, for you to pick and from. Grab
1: them before they get copy struck.
0: Yeah. And, well, uh, one won't be, but the other two could be. So
1: Yeah. Now, uh, so this kind of speaks to the thing. We're anticipating that this weekend at BlizzCon, Diablo 4 is going to be announced and Overwatch 2 are going to be announced. Um, Diablo 3 was contentious, to say the least. Uh, it sold well, but it made a lot of people unhappy. And it took about three years to find its legs because it wasn't until Reaper of Souls came out that they added the, uh, the additional mode that made the game playable, essentially. <laughs> uh, so and that came out about two years in. So basically, Diablo 4... We've all got phones, right? <laughs> uh, last year they took a tremendous amount of heat Because they announced Diablo Immortals The mobile phone game uh, And when people were like "This Is, is this an out-of-season April Fool's joke uh, The new red shirt guy uh, Their response was You all have phones, right? Yeah So uh, well, Let's just say that the Diablo community Are very tentative about What they're going to support And it's going to be really interesting to see what comes out of Diablo 4. Overwatch 2 is purportedly going to be a PvE-focused experience. So basically that there'd be no reason for people to stop playing or supporting Overwatch for its current PvP focus. But that Overwatch 2 might actually just be like a standalone player versus uh, AI-type experience. Blizzard hasn't announced anything interesting in a long time. Uh, their last couple of releases have been pretty lackluster. Uh, they're pretty much getting criticized across the board for being pretty crappy about their updates to current properties. Uh, like the latest wow expansion that came out last year kind of bombed hard. Uh, overwatch is in a weird position right now. The overwatch league is popular, but interest in the game has been waning for a while. Uh, obviously diablo diablo 3 came out in 2012 it's been seven years it's time for another entry in the franchise if they announce it now it probably won't be out until next year so we're by next year you
0: mean like 2021
1: possibly i don't know (laughs) we'll see uh so blizzard is something to watch this weekend by the time anybody listening to this hears it you'll probably be in the middle of the weekend or early next week and maybe the fallout will have already happened Sorry Fallout uh, <laughs> Fallout's <laughs> relevant because uh, Well uh, I don't have it in Is the show it? notes But let's speak to that Bethesda just stepped in the shit uh, They announced some I don't have all the details on it But they announced some really wildly unpopular ch- uh, Updates for the Fallout series Fallout 76 And another Fallout game I think uh, Where they're adding a whole bunch more Microtransactions and people are like You Poor suck 4 K And they announced it at the same time as Obsidian's The Outer Worlds released. And everyone's like, fuck, yes. Thank you for making a Fallout game that we want. Because it's basically everything that New Vegas was and what Fallout could be. But now it's its own IP made by Obsidian rather than Bethesda. and Uh,
0: Didn't Obsidian... Crap. They didn't do the Fallout series. They did uh They did Fallout New Vegas. Did they, uh, But before that, they did um uh Neverwinter Nights or something, right? They the Obsidian they did they some did. really strong IPs before they did Fallout. Uh,
1: they did the Pillars of Eternity series, Pillars of Eternity okay. 1 and 2, which were logical and stylistic successors to the Baldur's Gate games. Baldur's that Gate.
0: That's what I was right. looking for. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah cuz Baldur's Gate was Obsidian and Bioware back in the day.
0: There we go. And, All right. You know, so, yeah. Um, I don't just always make stuff up. I just kind of right. do, and it ties together.
1: I, to that effect, I would say, if, if you're a fan of the Baldur's Gate games, Larian Studios, who's doing the new Baldur's Gate, is who you want to pay attention to, who did Divinity Original Sin and Divinity Original Sin 2. Uh, you probably don't want to look at Obsidian per se for that, but I, Outer World seems to be going really well. People have been kind of praising it uh they're having a good time with it so blizzard keep an eye on them uh ubisoft announced well their stock plummeted after they're slashing their earnings forecast and they're delaying the release of three games uh ubisoft shares plunged 16 percent last friday after released a profit warning delayed a trio of video games and announced an overhaul of its development process uh so basically they um Ghost Recon Breakpoint in the Division 2 performed below expectations. Uh, the Division 2 was kind of a mess, and their, their community is not very happy with the game. And I don't know why Ghost Recon Breakpoint isn't doing well, but I there's a lot of congestion in the space right now for, mm-hmm. for bro shooters, you know? Um, the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare just came out, too at almost the exact same time as Breakpoint did. So it's like, I don't know if, if getting our boy the Punisher in your Ghost Recon game is enough to save it. Uh, <laughs> just it's not. It's just not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Watch Dogs Legion got pushed back. Uh, they're going to slide into the next financial year. Uh, I suspect that is because they're trying to cook their books a little bit to make next year look better. Because uh, if they split their profits right now, and they have a lackluster this year, and then a lackluster next year because they split these titles up, mm-hmm. uh, you know they're they're just going to look like they're failing. Uh, they've been struggling uh, this past year, or well, last year. Going into this year, they struggled with the oh um, uh, man, what was what was the name of that game that I bought? That I bought all the stuff for the Space One, mm-hmm. with Starcraft.
0: Yeah, the Starcraft the planes Starbots. where you. Put yeah. this shit together. and
1: I can't remember what it's called right now.
0: <laughs> Rocket League. I'm a gamer.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, that was kind of a huge dud for them, and since it was Toys to Life, it was a huge fraud, you know, uh, capital investment that kind of bombed. So Ubisoft's been kind of in a weird spot. Uh, moving on, that's just something that's a blip on the radar. EA is coming, slinking back to Steam. <laughs> Coming back to v- Papa Valve and, and, you know, Papa Gaben, and uh, they got their tail tucked between their legs because they're bringing a whole slew of their games back to the Steam platform. Uh, they broke off back in 2012 for the Origin service because they didn't uh, – apparently they had an issue with Crisis 3, I believe it was, that caused them to to break their relationship with Valve at the time and try to do everything independently on Origin. They said in their statement that essentially, basically, they said that the market's pretty competitive right now and they want to be where the customers are. And they're basically acknowledging that the customers are on Steam. Uh, Apparently, Origin is not going to go away completely, at least not yet, but they are going to integrate with each other. If you own something on Origin, you're still going to own it on Origin. You're not going to get it, you're not going to get like a Steam code or anything. But if you buy it on Steam, it'll launch through Steam and everything, and you'll be. It, they're also working on crossplay between people who have Origin games and Steam games of the same game. Uh, but they're talking about bringing stuff like Sims Four, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two, and a whole bunch of their new titles over to Steam in the coming months. So that's a big thing for a lot of because we've talked about like the Epic Game Store and some other things in the past where basically that a lot of pc gamers are really frustrated with having so many different storefronts yes so ea coming back into the fold for steam is a big move and it's probably because basically the overall point that i'm trying to hit with everything that i've just brought up is i think things are rocky right now i think there's a lot of competition out there i think a lot of these games that they're launching are coming in under expectation and so I think everybody is battening the hatches and preparing for some rough waters this holiday season. And that might mean good things for the consumer if you're looking to pick things up on the cheap. And also, if you're looking to see, for example, the EA thing, everything coming back in house with Steam, that would be fantastic for a lot of Steam users. Uh, maybe Ubisoft should consider doing the same thing so I can uninstall Uplay because that <laughs> launcher is hot garbage as well. Yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of a state of the industry at the moment. I thought it was really significant that four or five of the major tentpole AAA developers are all basically juggling major big changes right now. Either they're pushing things back or they're making big transitions as to their offerings. I think a lot's going on. So, Any of you guys have any thoughts to that?
2: Uh, I wonder how long it'll be before the storefront owners on streaming services realize that they need to cut back and start, you know, dragging their way back to the Hulu's and Amazon's and partnering up on apps instead of having their own, you know, it's like we talk, I mean, it's, it's similar. We were hitting this critical mass of streaming services as well. You, you see it earlier. Yeah. I think you see it hit earlier in the gaming market because it's, it's smaller. I mean, yeah, it's a smaller pond game. But, I mean, it's a smaller pond, exactly. So yeah. maybe this is some foreshadowing for, for uh, the, the streaming content providers that we've been talking about.
0: Okay, so yeah. I was just thinking about that with, with Movies Anywhere, right, which was is a Disney service, but they don't mm-hmm. do their own stuff. Well, they do some, but it's basically it was, hey, bring your iTunes over. You still own it on iTunes? You can watch it here. Bring your Google family. Bring your Voodoo. Bring whatever. Uh, and it tied into all these services so they had partnerships, and I still will go to Voodoo to rent a movie and watch it there. If I'm going to buy something digital, I'll buy it through Voodoo, but I'll watch it on movies anywhere. And of course, it is partnered with Walmart and so on and so forth, and that's just shit. But, we need something like that for games it's getting to be too much i'm with you paul i am looking at my desktop going i've got three different freaking game launchers right here and i gotta remember i gotta go to epic store to launch borderlands 3 then i gotta go to steam to play good games you know not a borderlands 3 (laughs) is not good i still have shitty launchers (laughs) all yeah Yeah, you know
1: it's funny that you just mentioned movies anywhere though because during the show i clicked on the email uh Three hours ago, Movies Anywhere emailed me and they were like, keep your account up to date and link all of your things. So yeah. I had to go in and re-agree to link to Voodoo and mm-hmm. the other services. So if you're a Movies Anywhere person, go do that so you can keep all your services connected. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's the – what's going on in gaming, Chris, to what you were saying is very similar to what was happening with streaming services in that everything was getting splintered, is getting splintered. Because EA cut off with their origin service. Ubisoft has Uplay. Uh, you've got the Epic Games Store has their own launcher. You have a lot of smaller studios, indie studios, that all have their own launchers as well. And it's all over the place. And a lot of people really just want to have all of their games in one place. Like they want to have it on Steam. They want to own it on Steam. Exactly. Because Steam, the other thing is, like we've talked about with the Epic Games thing in the past, Steam has a suite of features that just it's really robust and it enhances the overall experience because they have all the back end, like the community stuff, uh, like forums and bug forums and reviews and like everything that they have integrated in Steam. It's so deep. A lot of that stuff the average user never uses, but they have tons of stuff that supports the back end, not to mention all the cloud saving and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of people want it all in one house. And so I think we're seeing what you're talking about there. Uh, What Bill from Run Jump Stomp has said before, that, you know, getting too fractured, a lot of people just want to condense and consolidate. So I think EA is doing the right thing. I think they're on the right path here. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see how it all works out. And I wonder if other, you know, AAA developers are going to follow suit.
0: I think Steam's next. So Steam was born out of of Valve Bells. and Half Life and, and those same things. Like, hey, we need to make our own way to play this, so on. And then they grew into a store. Then they really grew into a platform. I think their next obvious step is to be that movies anywhere. It's like, hey, buy it on Epic, play it here. Yeah, you know, buy it well, on. You so can- we're the launcher. We're the platform. You launch and it. it's stable. It's good. You are trusted. You don't get hacked. You know. <laughs> You can technically do
1: that right now. Like you can, you can import non steam games to your steam library where like, it'll let you launch out of steam, but it's still going to load up whatever other are required. Uh, And that's the thing. These EA games coming with, you know, Feasibly, we're still going to have to be logged into Origin or have it connected to our Steam account. So, Origin is not disappearing completely, it's just yeah. changing the nature of it. So, it's a little unclear how it's all going to work out, but you're going to be able to buy EA games on Steam again. And that's what people are really excited about.
0: Jenna, do you play video games? I'm,
3: I'm not a PC gamer, I'm a platformer. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Which, yeah, platform I, do you I, use?
3: everything comes out on the thing that I use and i play those games. Um, PlayStation.
0: Yes. Nice. Yeah. Do you have PlayStation
1: now? Mm, plus?
3: No, now, now the service.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got questions about it and I don't know anything about it. Uh, Isn't
1: that their, like,
0: I'm,
3: I'm tired
1: the, of new shit?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: nah, I was going yeah, to say, I'm not a PC gamer, I am Gamergate.
0: Oh no! no. Uh,
3: Girls shouldn't be allowed in
0: games.
1: Yeah, preferably not. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> but yeah,
1: I'm, get them out of sci-fi, like Star Wars and stuff, too, please.
0: We are Charles. You're. I just want to see like fifteen dudes the whole movie.
2: Uh, we those are the lightsaber fights I want to see. <laughs>
0: Uh, Jenna just got that he- 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 he laugh look on her face. Like, mm, I gotta go, guys. No, I was this thinking about the-
3: lightsaber fights at that point. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Which, uh, just I've been meaning to say, I love the poster behind you. I recognize it from your post a while back, uh, even though we only see the very bottom of it. It's amazing. John Wicket, Iwaku yes. Reeves. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah. I'm so
1: glad you pointed that out because I read John Wickett during the show and I was like,
0: the fuck? <laughs> uh, but back, uh,
1: Words, Charles. We're at a...
0: Oh, shut up. We're at a point in in our digital society that we have to change the way we look to the future. And unfortunately, in gaming, we are short of a Steve Jobs. You know, We need somebody to see where the market is now and see a totally different thing and see where it need to go because we're just seeing the same saturation. Chris, you said it. Streaming TV and movies, saturation, uh, gaming, saturation. Uh, and we were getting a movie provider saturation until Disney helped streamline that, but we still have, and actually, uh, if y'all remember, Ultraviolet, uh, it's gone away now. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. I, think, I think it just fully wrapped up into Voodoo. Yeah, it kind of um, rolled into voodoo and, and, the, and so a, a number of the In July this system. last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, we're seeing we're seeing that bloat that we saw in cable TV and in other areas of life a uh, decade ago. So, where do we go now? Um, Google Stadia, man they are they are fighting to be somewhat of that uh, platform, but again, they're their own launcher. You know, well, it's just a whole different ball game.
1: They're just another storefront.
0: Ish. I, it, but they're a like, streaming well, it, storefront. a
1: storefront that doesn't require you to have own anything else. Well, yeah. yeah, they're a storefront that's trying to be
2: a console, essentially. But they're, yeah. but
0: they're not being yeah. that. hey, buy it anywhere, play it here. That's, we don't yeah. have that yeah, yet. Yeah, I don't I mean, know if we'll get that.
2: Stadia is exactly what I thought earlier when we were talking about this, because like, I could see where you were, where you were wanting to go with conversations, what's next. And I, I, I'm thinking Google probably tries to expand into that, just, to dip in first before another launcher says, is going to offer the same service where it's not on your, it's not on your box and you can play it anywhere on anything. Yeah. yeah. To, to me, that's a natural progression. But,
0: um, and that's why I was asking about PlayStation Now because Xbox has got their own service, you know, the Game Pass Ultra and PlayStation Now. But what I don't know about PlayStation Now is. Is it just I can play anything but I have to download it to my box, or is it a streaming service where I go, I want to try I got a war today? Bink and I can start playing, which is what Google Stadia is supposed to be. Um, uh, it's it's small steps, but I think if Google lands this, it's going to change the forefront or the face of gaming forever. You know, it's gonna be okay, they landed it, they have the tech to take that risk, and now we're going to stop seeing playstations and xboxes and pcs and we're going to see which launcher are you with are you with google are you with valve because i can't imagine steam not trying to compete with that they tried to compete with consoles and didn't do well but they tried but they are better positioned to be this you don't own crap just plug in your controller and it's on your phone on your pc on your tv whatever hit play and you're playing um I just won't be an early adopter of any of it because I like being able to fire up my game and just play it, which uh, is frustrating on Epic because the only major game I own on that damn platform is Borderlands 3 because they get the exclusive, and this week with Phil on Boozing and Borderlands, um, the crash rate went up again, and it was frustrating for the stream, but... Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um I don't know.
1: Oh, th- Honestly, the, the the big thing about Stadia that everybody's hinging on, e- everybody that I've talked to or seen talk about it is like it's the big question is the latency. They're promising. They literally. You ever have heard the word negative,
0: negative latency? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, negative latency, and that's like from their. I believe that they mean it from their end, but the reality is, I, so. When we first started talking about Stadia, uh, Nicole and I talked about this. And one of the issues we have here in America is it, all broadband is not made equally. There are a lot of folks in areas that have, like where I live, I don't have great broadband. I have okay broadband. It's not the worst, it's not Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? No, and I mean, that's like, it, but that's, and I'm going to circle back to that, but I have okay broadband one of my best friends who lives literally a mile and a half away from me down the hill in a different town he has insane
0: that's broadband. the worst isn't it
1: he he has like 300 down yeah and we have like a third of that you know what i mean and we can't get it that high it's insane
2: so but you can like the they sell networking cable in these big spools. Like, just, just run it, man.
1: Just run it. Exactly. Okay, I just need a mile and a half or so. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, the the thing is, I mean, my roommate Sean has literally taken his computer over to their house to install, like, big, like, 80 gig mm-hmm. PC games because uh, it takes, like, 20 minutes rather than four hours. The point is, though, with the negative latency thing, if you are not on a superior connection, that negative latency claim is going to be bullshit. So a lot of people are going to bump into that and they're going to go try to connect and because it's all about that input lag. Like Even if you're playing a single-player game and it's just you playing the game, if if it's not seamless, it's going to be jarring and people are going to hate it and you're going to get all this negativity. Uh, And let's not even... Start talking about multiplayer because multiplayer is going to be a mess if your latency is jacked up.
2: Do you uh, work for Huli. You sound like you work for Huli.
1: You know, Slide <laughs> Piper's
2: got this product. It's coming to market. You just need to <laughs> accept the middle out, Paul. Uh, middle uh, out, yeah.
0: Well, that's but, the uh, thing with Google. They have the money to burn to put in the year or two it's going to take, if that, to, to really smooth well, they- this out.
1: It's not a question of whether they have the money to invest. It's like Google can't fix my connection.
0: Well, like, they're actually like they can, working on that. They are actually well, trying to yeah, take no, over that they, too. They can
1: try to roll fiber out in yeah. more markets, but the problem here in the States, again, is there's a lot of legislation, red tape. There's a lot of government supported monopolies where, yeah. like, Chris I were just, talking about that too. Well, the, these these cable companies have ironclad agreements with local municipalities and state, you know, governments mm-hmm. and even the federal government. That they they have government supported and subsidized monopolies, and competition literally cannot enter these markets. It's a huge concern, and you know, without getting into politics, the current administration's appointee to the, um,
2: oh, oh they- man. To the FTC, yes,
1: that one <laughs> uh, is very like anti-net neutrality and very pro-support these kind of like ironclad monopoly type agreements. So it, it basically what I'm saying is the current legislation's legislatory perspective is not going to open up doors for companies like Google to enter into more markets they're going to try to keep those doors closed so that the existing companies continue to be able to succeed and yeah,
0: profit. Yeah, but who's got more power, influence and money to wield? Google or Comcast?
1: That's debatable.
0: It is, but we're going to see. I mean Rupert Murdoch's got a lot of money, but Google's the future, man.
1: Well, you but you got to remember is Google funding political campaigns. It, it, are they lobbying in? Seeing
0: as all campaigns are held over Twitter, Facebook, and oh, the internet now. Yeah, they kind of are. They're like, oh, oh, Google algorithms. All of a sudden, your campaigns at the bottom of the list. Sorry, man. I don't know how they can't find you. Our bad. Yeah, but, <laughs> the, the, <yeah>. That's oversimplified. <laughs> it but is. It I mean, totally that's a,
1: companies yeah. like Comcast have their position because their owners and their their companies are lobbying Line the pockets on of capitol hill yep. they're supporting campaigns i mean you mentioned you mentioned comcast like rupert murdoch mm-hmm. i mentioned australia australians will tell you that he has savaged the the media industry in australia and i'm sure he's connected to part of why internet service is so terrible in australia as well because it's like it's absolute dog shit like any australian will tell you you ask the boys from toy power uh you know we had trent on this show several months ago and he had the worst time trying to stay connected to our call and he was cutting in and out and that wasn't that he wasn't that he was doing something wrong that's literally just his internet being like "Mm, no no yep no 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 yep no and I I've games with a lot of people from Australia and it's very hit or miss for them. Uh, literally bad weather can keep them off the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Well, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's not to be minimized that, that Trent had to schedule time, you know, through, through, uh, through Australia's federal government to reserve that, that window for him to get, yeah. get the extra bandwidth to be able to communicate with us as well as he did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I got a,
0: I gotta to talk to some boys in the States. <laughs> to
1: <make this>
0: happen. <laughs> oh man, but we're we are digressing a little bit here. Uh know yeah, what well we got time for a quick uh, reading, watching, playing. Uh is anybody having you know, a thing that they're working on this week, uh in the entertainment world?
2: So as I've been, you know, stuck in essentially a hotel room for the last two weeks and I'll be here for another week, presumably I got this cool little uh a uh, game off the off the Google Play Store called Tiny Room, by a okay. company called Unity, and it's a fun little like puzzle solver, uh, almost uh, like mini escape rooms. Um, I I'm waiting for chapter 10 to release. I I, I got through it pretty quick. Um, so it's it's a fun little quick playthrough game. The only thing, if you want to spend money on it at all, I think it's a buck 99, and it'll stop showing you ads. Is the only thing that you yeah, you have to spend money on. Um, They're still developing the game right now. I'm waiting for the October content to drop, which will be chapter 10 and then chapter 11. I think it's supposed to be before before 2020 or maybe in the first quarter of 2020. So they're still adding to the game, but it's real fun. Like it's, it's, uh, it's a 3D world and it's like a three quarter view and you can turn the map all the way around and you have to in several of the rooms or whatever that you go to to look for clues. You can move objects. Um, within each like house that you go to, you may have like three or four different rooms that you have to go through, looking for clues that will help you solve um, a mecha- uh You know, trigger a mechanism in one room to get you a clue for this room over here. It's kind of a fun little uh, a brain break. that just and it makes you think, but it's a brain break from everything else. It's a cool little problem solver.
0: Cool. Had a lot of fun with it. That's awesome, Jenna. Um, uh,
3: I've been. Chugging through Dr. Sleep, the audiobook, uh, and in preparation for the new movie. I cannot fucking wait. I am a huge Stephen King fan when there's an ending. Um, so I've been working through that. And I just got also The Wandering Inn, and I've been listening to that. And it's, it's not Stephen King. I don't know who it is, but it's very good. <laughs> it's, it's weirdly good. A, a young girl gets dropped through a portal, basically, into a fantasy realm and has to learn how to
2: live.
0: That sounds cool. So it's Alice in Wonderland.
3: No, I, well, when I say young girl, I mean like she's younger than me, but still a woman. Um,
1: yeah, pretty sure Outlander's on stars, and I've seen it before. <laughs> I find it.
3: Look, that's I not a fantasy Jenna. realm just because he's so pale and beautiful, all right?
1: <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, like, you know, obviously the way to survive is to just sleep all around Scotland, right? Um <laughs>
3: it's, just one, it's just one person. It's just one person. And she thinks she's never – look, I will defend Outlander to the death. All right.
0: Anyway. <laughs> I find it interesting that you're listening slash reading because I find that to be the same thing, you're reading and listening to the book. Uh, before the movie because most people stand on the books better than the movie they took out too much stuff obviously you don't mind seeing the differences
3: i love them both completely separately like the book is amazing the movie is also amazing it is way different though gotcha. way different yeah and i love the i actually am probably the only person in the world who loves the stephen king mini series of the shining from like on abc no i yep. love yep, it yep.
2: It's with uh oh, yeah with uh uh i just had it
3: damn it he's on get shorty now fudge
2: and on uh Tim something and on ballers um oh my god okay what I'm doing? in
1: the rock johnson
2: <laughs> yes uh, yeah. yes that is exactly <laughs> yes.
0: it is. melissa mccarthy That's why it's so good <laughs> they're looking at hours waiting sorry I think it's Tim something, right? Is because he played... uh, No, it's not Joe Hackett. It's the other brother. It's, it's Stephen Weber. Stephen Weber. Go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I you know I remember the commercials for that, but I never saw. I'm, I'm I am a fan of Stephen King in certain arenas. Uh, just just really haven't de- dove into the other arenas. I guess I should say it's not like I've, oh. I've tried it and don't like yeah. it. I just. I like. uh when I
2: was young. Those mini series on yeah. on ABC were like crack okay I I am yeah. probably one of two people on earth that love that will sit down and enjoy every minute of the Langoliers. That's how <laughs> like, I like the Langoliers. So that, cool. that was either. that was different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> that Bronson <gasps>
2: Pinchot makes my day. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh man, uh, Paul, what you watching, reading, or playing?
1: Uh, let's see. Um, watching uh, recently finished The Politician on Netflix, which was a lot of fun. Also finished Unsolved, the uh, the real crime drama about the murders of Biggie and Tupac. That was actually a pretty fascinating to watch. A little sad that that show didn't get any like it didn't get continued. It was a USA show that had one season and then it got canceled. Uh, but it was really well done. Uh, Gaming wise, been playing. A lot of Destiny 2 lately. Destiny 2 just had their uh, Halloween event come out uh, called the Festival of the Lost. And so there's uh, a whole bunch of stuff going on with that. They're going to be around for a couple weeks. Uh, The Destiny 2 community is griping pretty hard because uh, the Eververse, which is their microtransaction store, is getting a whole bunch of new content. And the game itself isn't getting so much of it. So it's (laughs) kind of... They're like... uh, And I mean... So they recently went free-to-play with their new program called New Light, uh, where the first year's worth of content is like totally free and a whole bunch of other game modes are accessible. Uh, But you still have to buy the Forsaken expansion and the Shadowkeep expansion if you want to get access to all of the content in the game. And so people are kind of salty about that. And then to see like all of the new cosmetics and stuff getting funneled into only the cash shop is pretty frustrating. So that's kind of been an interesting thing. I just picked up the new humble bundle that came out uh, day of the devs. 2019. I picked up the $5 tier because it had battle chef brigade, a game that's been on my radar for a little while. Uh, and I'm probably going to play it on stream at some point. Uh, it also has a couple of other cool games to check out, uh, including at the $9 tier, the game minute and toe jam and Earl mm. back in the groove. Wow. Uh, Yeah, so check out Humble Bundle. Um, I always try to pimp Humble Bundle when they have a decent gaming bundle. But also, they're going to be rolling over into their new month soon by the time anybody listens to this. And so I'll be really interested to see what they have in store for November. Because October was pretty dope. Uh, October, I don't know what the unlocks are yet because it's going to come out like tomorrow or the next day. But this month they had Call of Duty World War II. The Crash uh, Insane Trilogy, which was a remaster of three Crash games. And then the Spyro Remaster Trilogy as well, which was also a remaster of three classic Spyro games. And I was like, that's a crazy deal for 12 bucks!" So a big AAA Call of Duty title and two awesome trilogies of remastered classic platformers. So humble, you know, put it on your radar if you're a PC gamer. And, or if you like comics. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're they're. They've done a number of cool comic bundles. Uh, right now they have a Dynamite fifteenth anniversary comic bundle. Uh, that has uh, verses. <laughs> well, it's got some Game of Thrones stuff, Battlestar Galactica, Elvira, Sherlock Elvira. Holmes, Six Million Dollar Man, Vampirella, Turok, it's got all kinds of stuff. Does
3: it have any Death Defying Devil on there?
1: Uh it's got a whole bunch of stuff. Jeepers Creepers. I'm gonna have to cool. look. A lot of crazy stuff. Army of Darkness. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot in there. Um, there's also two RPG bundles right now. There's a Warhammer 40K roleplay, the Road Trader stuff, and also World of Darkness. So if you're into that kind of stuff. Humble Bundle, like the last year or two, has been absolutely killing it by offering a good spattering of RPG books as well as comic bundles as well as game bundles. Uh, the game bundles have slowed down a little bit. They're not quite as... as fast and furious as they once were with having tons and tons of amazing game bundles but they're still pretty solid so put them on your radar there charles what about you
0: uh i just finished watching raising dion um it's okay it's okay if they do a season two it might be interesting they've they held the pacing the whole way so it never quite Peaks, or better yet, never quite valleys. Right, never gives. Uh, I mean, there's once or twice. I'm picking right now. <laughs> yeah, the uh, one, the, the mother of Dion. Uh, she's a dancer, and they keep kind of toying with dancing and romance, but it's filler. They legit do nothing with it. Uh, that that's as close to a valley as you're gonna get. Otherwise, they did some interesting things. Uh, they, of course, zero explanation. Uh, of the powers and, and zero explanation of what's going on. So I found that to be fresh and new. It wasn't just a, hey, this one thing happened and now blah, blah, blah. And they, they have all these simple answers. There's no simple answers. At the same time, I'd give it like a 6 out of 10. It was decent. I'd like to see maybe another season. I didn't hate any of it. But at no point, i go, oh my god, this is the thing to watch. Um, but it's fun to watch with the family. It's a good, wholesome show. And uh, the kid who is playing eight years old, I think, in the show. Um, uh, my kid is eight, and he relates to him. So it's a good thing. It's kind of fun to watch with family and, and, and if they like superhero stuff. Uh, I just, uh, I'm playing Marvel Strike Force, and they have launched their Halloween stuff, and it's baller, man. It has got uh, Ghost Rider, who i unlocked, and I'm loving him. Elsa Bloodstone just hit the game tonight, and she is uh, on point. Uh, they're bringing in Sinister, Mister Sinister. They're bringing in uh, Hella and um, there's one other that I can't recall off the top of my head that's going to be coming. It's not quite in the game yet, uh, but that's that's going on there, and it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then I'm looking for shows. You know, I'm always looking for something new. I'm really enjoying the Rookie. If you're a Nathan Fillion fan, uh, the Rookie really ramped up in the first season, the second season. It's pretty solid. So I just got the Castle episode, which was they brought in recognizable faces from Castle to to be in the show with him. And I love when shows do that reference, you know, past work and Castle. They brought in Firefly people. So it was fun.
1: There's actually a bunch of Firefly people doing voice work in Destiny. Is there now? Nathan Fillion, uh, Zoe, uh, a couple others. Cool. Uh, Marina Beckerins, one of the characters as well.
0: I think I knew that one. I think that's the only one I knew, though. But that's that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm always looking for new games and new. Oh, speaking of Strike Force, there's my alarm to get my uh, energy. So yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm just biding my time, you know. Holidays are coming up. I got a week off at Thanksgiving, so I'm gonna dive in. I might I might try that free month of PlayStation now because it says it streams, and so if that's the case. I wanna see how well it does, I want that I want to be able to just to fire up Yeah, I want to play God of War. I want to play the New Uncharted. I don't want to spend sixty bucks on it and I definitely don't want to spend four hours downloading it. So hmm. I'll I'll close to the holiday I might try that out and and bring your report back. But other than that, that's it. All right. Uh Jenna, I wanna before I, I get you to your plugs, we were talking you about Google go. Stadium. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. Chris didn't go yet. Yeah, he, he, he he's like I'm yeah, playing with myself in my hotel money.
0: room in a tiny. But
1: he's still sitting s- here.
0: <laughs> I know, right? He didn't I'm just. In like, uh, Sorry, guys. Uh, but we're talking about Google Stadia. If you want to know more about that, we have the show for you at gsdu.net. You can find StadiaCast, hosted by Bill of Run Jump Stomp, and uh, his other show, Nintendo Switch Craft, as well. If you want everything in Nintendo Switch. Two great shows, and we have them here on the network, so it's awesome. Jenna, where can we find you?
3: Uh, I can be found on social media at Gen Chill or Jenna One 14 everywhere. And on Panelology, uh, my podcast.
0: Nice. Chris?
2: I can be found on the internets, too. In social media places when you search like for... Like <laughs> Yes. Incredible. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> Everywhere that you would expect to find someone like me, including, you know, Ashley Charles Madison watch lists. um <laughs> No, uh, um, you know, the usual places with
0: it. How I'm are awesome. you worse than in wonder, Phil this? Charles? It's been a while. I've been so good at it. How are you worse than Joe at This. I, just, I I love Joe, like, but you I, can
1: find Chris at all in all things wisdom on stuff. Please do.
2: Yeah. See you but joe interacts more on the social media than i do i'm like i don't do that Um, i'm a fuddy-duddy can you
1: just take a moment to think about the things you just said and contemplate all of your life choices
0: (laughs) (laughs) you you can find chris at uh marriage counseling in the next month or so. so uh paul what about you
1: You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at SoapboxGSTU. Oh, man, this is probably not going to be out in time. But if this comes out on Thursday, the 31st of October, I'm planning to play Alien Isolation tomorrow night to be super spoopy. And uh, that should be a lot of fun.
0: Chris just got excited. He just,
1: for
2: once, got oh, excited man, about sure a game. I not be on this show. Two co hosts, two separate shows. Both of them have said,
0: Fuck you, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: actually talked to Philip about it. Uh, the funny thing is, I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about playing this because I already own it, and he hadn't bought it yet. And he's like, Well, John just streamed it, so go ahead. <laughs> so I got the big grudging go ahead. You know,
0: Phil was not going to play that game. He, he found every excuse not to play that game.
1: Oh, yeah, he really didn't want to buy it and play it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to play it tomorrow night on stream. Uh, you'll be able to catch the VOD if, uh, you don't, if this doesn't come out in time. And I'm going to be playing some other cool stuff in the coming weeks. So, please check that out. Also, please check out my new show with Nicole, Crash Test Pilots. You can find us on Twitter and also on Anchor and Spotify and all the other spots. Our most recent episode is The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, we... For anybody who doesn't know what Crash Test Pilots is, we watch the first episode of a TV show. Uh, we review it. We talk about what we liked about it, whether we continue watching the rest of the show. And we give a little bit of background info, too. So uh, please go check that out. Just in time for Halloween. Some spoopiness.
0: Are you saying spoopy?
1: Yep. Spoopy. Oh, my God, I
0: Grandpa.
2: Come on.
1: Uh, you know what? So, I, I speak you know, I, English. I, I got to take a moment to tell this story because Fuck I out. said spoopy in one of my posts. For one of my streams last week, and Philip hit me up and goes, What the fuck is spooky?
0: Thank you, Phil.
1: And I was like, it, it's like it's like a memey way of saying spooky. Like it, it diminishes all the actual We call that weight.
0: baby talk in my house and we don't tolerate like, oh, okay. it. We speak yeah, like adults like, here.
1: Yeah, but Philip is like, I hate it.
2: That's <laughs> <I> what like, <laughs> so okay. you do
0: for.
1: <laughs> so I sent him the principal skinner meme. Uh, <laughs> am i out of touch no it's <laughs> the kids who are wrong and he was like fuck you i hate that that applied to me and i was like ah
2: it, it's uh, like cone and and test i mean it's it's it was a simple misspelling and now it's it's a meme that's taken on a life we'll have we'll make sure tony just remember charles files.
1: you'll always be my first bay. and
0: <laughs> i am not dutch and poop this, thank you this
1: shit was dope and we should definitely do it again pretty rad dude
0: i'm not gonna be on for the month of november here on the <laughs> show so y'all y'all enjoy <laughs>
1: there'll
3: be no charles for november
0: that we just need a clip through. of
3: charles saying and what pray tell is a ute
0: <laughs> Jenna, I fucking brought you on here to backstab me. What the hell? Like, what? What? Eat you Jenna. <laughs> brought got a podcasting all over social media where you can get the fuck off of my lawn. So that's that's how we're going to end that <laughs> hey, right hey, there. Pig, we're sorry about the. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's
1: somebody that. else's brand. <laughs>
0: Chill. <laughs> uh,. That, that, but seriously, uh November's going to be a weird schedule month for me. So I might make one episode next month. It, it felt really crazy this this time. So you might get more of Jenna, Tony, Bill, and a few other players on the network. So we'll have that coming up. Uh, but our, our viewership and listenership just it's going to spike in November. <laughs> you know that I, I would laugh my ass off if that actually happened. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a businessman. It's so like, oh, really? We're to make more money in ads if I'm not on the show? Let's do it. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for Wait, listening. so are we
1: going to have Bill come on the show?
0: Well, I think Bill might speak on the show, but he's not a heathen like you two fucks and talking about <laughs> entering his loins every goddamn time you like something. The
1: new and improved 50% better. <laughs>
0: yeah, and you might get Phil back. Who knows? What's so, up? Uh, That's always good ish. Ish. Well, until next week, tune in to hear Chris say, I got nothing this week. Yeah, I don't think you're even going to be on next week, so fuck off, fuck off.